Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, back on the road again. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson. We're at Mobe Beignet in Midtown Hattiesburg. Michael Mergens back at the studio directing things for us. We're glad you're with us. And all the stars are here today. We've got Joe Moreno, the director of player personnel for Southern Miss football. Cliff Russell is already here. Daniel Stewart's coming here. So we've got baseball stars. There's there's We're, another star in front of me. It's the yeah. strawberry syrup, right. the buttercream syrup. Go ahead. Syrup, go ahead. Hit it now. The Let me cinnamon syrup. Let me see what syrup. you think about the strawberry and so, yeah. As Luke Johnson, beignet champion, tries the strawberry syrup. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Joe, you know this man holds a record. He ate six beignets in two and a half minutes. He told me he's not the little beignets, the big beignets. You should have seen his face too when I told him that I played punter at Southern Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can testify. I saw him play. It is true. Hey, we're glad to have you here, man. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on again. Uh, Even though you're a New York Giant fan, you revealed that to me. That took me a second to swallow that. But but we both share something, and we we know what a big deal it is for Eric Scott to get drafted and put that star on his helmet, a Dallas Cowboy. No doubt. As much as I hate to see it being the Cowboys, I I love it for him, man. He deserves it, and I think he's going to do pretty well in Dallas. He's got a real shot. I understand that Jerry Jones called him. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Jerry made the call to him. Eric was real emotional, but such a big moment for him. I, I was. We were all juiced up. He's such a great kid, too. Yeah. All right. He's not the only player that's going to get a shot at the league. Tell us Tell us who the other kids are and where they're headed. Yeah, sure. So uh, Jason Brownlee signed with the New York Jets shortly after the draft. I think it was one of the quickest uh, undrafted free agent signings in history. Um we also have uh, Tykeem Doss, our offensive lineman, signed with the Ravens. Uh, Mason Hunt has got a mini-camp mini tryout with the Packers. Dom Quiwan, mini-camp tryout with the Bears. And Natron Brooks, mini-camp tryout with the Jets. So it's a good uh, it's a good year for us. And you, you said to us that you think Malik Shorts may get a chance in the USFL? Or... Yeah, I think, the, I think he's going to play somewhere at the next level. It's just a matter of which league it ends up being. Um, I know the CFL has some tryouts this weekend, so I sent that information to those guys. Should also mention Central Latham. He's already right, in the USFL. Right. Yep, USFL got drafted, I think, in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Right, interesting what you just said. I sent some information to those guys. What what has been your role in getting these kids in front of NFL people? Yeah, so my role really starts going into their last year playing football. I'll start in June. I'll have player meetings with each of these guys and kind of do a deep dive on character 
you know, academics, you know, where we think they are talent-wise and the, the realities of everything. And uh, scouts come in in fall camp, starting in fall camp, and that's where we have a meeting before every practice with the scouts, myself and them. And we have, like, about a half hour, 45-minute talk about each of our guys, and then they body type them out at practice. Um, after the season, it's a lot of phone calls, talking to these scouts, you know, shoring up some character stuff. And so they have their boards ready or their preliminary boards going into the spring. Um, and then pro day is big for me, too. That's, that's like my, my, one of my biggest days of the year is putting that together and getting all these scouts there. With uh, with East Scott, Cowboys traded up for him. He was one of those um, guys I thought that flew under the radar just from a pure athletic specimen. Will talked to us about the intangibles. I think he ran a, a 4-4 in, in the combine. Um, had a uh, – or not the combine, pro day. Had a uh, 80, 80 wingspan, almost 40 vertical. Oh, it seems like he was 6'2". I mean, yeah. it's, 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 he's pretty a pretty unique gift. That's why the Cowboys traded up for him. Maybe why is this guy here still first pick of the sixth round? Right. And the first thing scouts when they came on campus to watch practice was who was number two. Like, that's an NFL-looking guy. Um, at Pro Day, you know, we, we've seen him run at, at – day uh, before he's running low four fours jumped to the old and seven broad wow. which is third you know, jumped to 40 inches at pro day all days before he kind of uh, something in my qual um hair on an 11-2 broad and I was like ah oh, you know like I've seen him do better it's a, maybe it just wasn't his, his day and then in the 40 his first two three steps he actually pulled his quad and he still ran like a high four six with a pull with a pulled quad, so everybody was kind of like, I thought it was impressive that yeah. he did that, and everybody visibly saw him do it. Um, so I think he was, he was he had run a he had run a, a mid to high four four though, hadn't he? He had at, at our facilities before, yeah, okay. but just not at pro day. Right. Um, but a lot of scouts they had the data on it, you know, game speed analytics. They kind of covered that. Um, so I think that's what caused the drop a little bit was the injury. You know, him, he, the pro day was supposed to be the biggest day of the year for him. Yeah. So he's really upset when he got injured. But uh, sixth round, it was, it was pretty so, It's pretty, that's where awesome, absolutely. So, yeah. so three three levels of the guys that you named. We'll take, mm-hmm. uh, we'll take Santrell out because he's already on a roster. He's already right. made a roster. Even at a sixth round, E. Scott's looking to, to make a roster, and you would think sixth round um, he would provide some depth, but at the same time, he, he's, he's going to be special teams. That's going to be where he can make a roster. Brownlee and and Takim are are looking to to maybe be the last ones on or a, a practice squad. The other guys are, are like in, in my situation going through a rookie camp. Kind of like walk our, our listeners through just the the different, you know, challenges and, and I guess blessings that each one of those guys face. Yeah, so honestly for the guys that sign right after the draft like Brownlee, it's, sometimes it's better to sign as a UDFA than to get drafted in the 6th or 7th because then it becomes a bidding war. You know, and Somebody like Brownlee, who was highly sought after, um, a lot of the scouts told me I thought he was going to be gone by round six. But, for example, you know, you get to choose where your destination is yeah. as an undrafted free agent. So him and his agent are looking at the depth charts. All right, who's going to give me the most money? Who's going to, where do I have the, the best opportunity to play? And him landing at the Jets and the money that he made, I, I'll say now, he, he's got 216 guaranteed. Wow. Plus 30,000 guaranteed, which... I haven't heard a UDFA contract like that in quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so he's guaranteed to make, if he makes the practice squad, 
the people already make 216. So the Jets basically hedged their bets and like he's at least going to make the practice squad. We're going to pay him 216 guaranteed. Um, so for him, it, it was just finding the right fit, and I think he did. So Tykeem's in a similar situation as him. He's a big young yeah, man. Huge, huge <laughs> massive human being. Another one, they're all like, who, who is that? And I'm just like, yeah, he's a mammoth. Um, I think he's going to play guard at the next level for them. Uh, so he, and the same thing with his agent, looked at the Ravens. So chart. based on those figures, SEC players would largely take a pay cut. <laughs> is that correct? He can't comment no on comment. it. He's no official yeah. athletic. Yeah. Right, so let me ask you this question. It's obviously huge for these kids, right? But it's got to be big for the program. It's got to oh, be a. It's got to be an aid when you go out and recruit. That we had this this kids drafted by the Cowboys, these many kids, you know, have free agent deals, uh, right? 100%. There's a big misconception if I don't go Power 5, if I don't go to the SEC, you know, my exposure, and it's like, not at all. Like, these guys, they get paid to dig through every school in the country, um, and for us, I mean, we're Southern Miss still at the end of the day. Like, guys come here just because of the name, and then they see the players we have. So I think being able to produce this much talent at the next level for us is a huge pitch in recruiting, kind of something we've been st- stating to our guys, and now it's become reality. We, we should mention, punters are people, too. They are. Mason you, Hunt. You, you've taught me Continuing taught me the tradition. That. No doubt. Mason Hunt uh, got invited to uh, same same division I was. I was uh, went through rookie camp with uh, with the Detroit Lions. He's going to the Packers. Yep. And, and for the, the rookie mini camp, everybody's – the picks are there, the, the free agent guys are there. Um, and guys like me and guys like Mason, um, you know, you're, you're just looking to get noticed because even if you don't make it in a rookie minicamp, if you make a showing, if they don't have room for you, your name starts getting circulated. Correct. And like you were saying before, you know, the CFL, XFL scouts are going to be there watching as well. So it's, it's not only a tryout for the NFL team, there's a bunch of league officials there. Um, so I... You know, he, he's been great, and he actually had a workout on Easter with the Rams himself and uh, Brig, and that went really well. I think it contributed to him getting a, yeah. getting a shot. All right, before we let you go, we do have to bring this up. Your boss threw out the first pitch the other night. We understand 64 miles an hour, and as I sent him a text, low and outside. Yeah, you know, he, do we need to develop his talent? Yeah, can you do that. You no, know, I could see, I could see right away from after the pitch, he was really fired up about it, and he was mad. And he, I bet he didn't sleep well uh, that night either. We'll, we'll get Cliff Russell's uh, official take on it a little later. Spin rate was thirteen seventy nine, a two inch horizontal break for Coach Will Hall. Coach Hall gives you a ton of credit. Uh, he told Luke and I both that he gets too much credit, and you don't get enough for the development of these kids. And uh, so, before we run out of time, what's the future look like? What when you when you see new kids coming in? Uh, what have you got your eyes on? Yeah, this is my favorite time of the year, going into June, when all these freshman high school kids start enrolling, and you see all these transfers and coming. To, the pieces come together, and that's kind of when you see, all right, maybe I was wrong here, or maybe I was right here, or maybe like, wow, this kid's going to be an absolute freak. So I'm juiced up for next month. Uh, and I can't wait to see. I, I see a lot of progression from where we were when we first got yeah. here. You know, um, some situations just vastly improved, and I'm excited. For just, just to be clear, Coach Bauer never looked at me and said, that guy's an absolute freak. <laughs> Are you sure? Thank Are you mom. sure? <laughs> Joe, we really appreciate you coming uh, out. Thank there, you guys man. so much. I appreciate it. More Eagle Hour from Mobe Beignet, Midtown Hattiesburg, when we come back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're at Mobay Beignet in Midtown. We've got Ryan Whitehead, who is the owner of Mobay, and Cliff Russell, who is our, happy to say, our baseball analyst, the official baseball analyst for the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I, there's nothing official official about, about me, Bob. <laughs> about you or us? Uh, I didn't know how you were going to we'll turn call it that. Both. How about okay. that? Uh, Ryan, thanks for having us down. Uh, I'm very happy to say that you have the strawberry syrup back, which it I, is I, back. I, I do think is, back. is the best. Let, give us the evaluation of the it, three syrups. It was. So I'm, I am a – I think one time I actually took buttercream, combined it with cinnamon, and had like butter cinnamon going on. Mm-hmm. But the strawberry is really good. I probably had more. Right, more our only disappointment is somewhere we expected to see a picture of Luke, the beignet eating champion yeah. of Mobay beignet. Six beignets in two and a half. Game minutes. jersey of garbage bags. You remember that day? It, it was, was an impressive it was day, was it not? It was, it was an was impressive good. day. It was very fun. And, Cliff, uh, that was before I had lost 25 pounds, okay? Yeah. I think I gained 25 uh, and because I did, ate like 25 beignets that day. Kelly did his Rick James impression with. Uh, we weren't going to get into that. All you over you said you weren't going to get into that. <laughs> we we should ask though with uh with with because Cliff is the uh, the undisputed official analyst of the Eagle. Yeah, no question. So so Will Hall release speed on that first pitch against Tulane, sixty four miles an hour. Uh, they did not get a trackman did not get a um, a distance because Slade Wilkes swing uh, the ball hasn't landed yet after he hit, <laughs> but it was a ten inch <laughs> vertical break. A two-inch horizontal break with a spin rate of thirteen seventy-nine. Cliff, um, here, here, give him a couple weeks with Coach Oz, and he'll he'll be mid nineties with a hammer slider. Oz going straight to the middle, of the major leagues. Oh, beat. Oz got a lot, a lot of work to do. Though. I did text him and say it was low and outside. Then he texted me back and said, "I know I got to improve." So I think I think he took it seriously. I mean, I think he really did. Oh, he, I think he takes everything pretty seriously. <laughs> We take beignets pretty seriously. How's it going at Mobay Beignet? Uh, well, you know, we've been steady. Um, been very blessed with the Hattiesburg as a wonderful community. And we've definitely been trying to make the community sweeter, as our slogan is, of course. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have felt the love here for sure. And we definitely tried to give that back with our service and our awesome beignets, of course. And baseball has to help. Baseball is definitely a huge help. Yeah, no question. So, so some people, though, still don't have the concept of how you guys up the beignet game. Because, again, in front of me are three cups of cinnamon, buttercream, which are always here, and then the strawberry is seasonal. Yes. Because the idea is you should be able to dip something, your beignet, into something. I think You know what I, my secret was last time? I actually took some of the syrup and I poured it on the powdered sugar and made like a frosting. <laughs> um, now, but, if you want something incredible, take the strawberry and the buttercream, and you got a strawberry shortcake. Ooh. Oh, man, yeah, I wish I'm, you hadn't brought that might up. We that. might have to get <laughs> anyway, another so, order of Some people or... don't understand, because they haven't been here yet, they don't understand the concept mm. behind it. It's it's extremely unique, it is and game it's changer. extremely game-changer, like you said. Tell us about it. Oh, gosh. Um, the recipe, obviously, they're not our recipes. The founder, Jacqueline, created the recipes, of course. But What are you doing? He's mixing them right now. Oh, but, he's um, making definitely, a strawberry um, shortcake yep. deal here. Cliff, have you done this because you're like a repeat customer here? No. Look, yeah, we're, we're in Midtown. I, I, my kids and I are here almost every weekend. I, I, that's that's the truth. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to be honest. I like them without the sauce. I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, give it mm-hmm. to me dry and... 
Just uh, I'll, I'll I'll go just straight straight beignet and sugar. And a nice coffee. Yeah, the coffee. Yeah, yeah the can't beat the coffee. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna tell you straight up, man. These are better than the place in New Orleans. I, I don't think it's we, we won't name that place. No, we we don't <laughs> have to. That's because Mobile Mobile is the official home of Mardi Gras. It's where it started. Mm-hmm. New Orleans just takes credit for everything. That's where right? this company that originated, correct? In Mobile. In Mobile. Thus, the pictures of the USS Alabama, which are very cool, by the way. I really yes. do like those. That, that's money. The strawberry and the buttercream together. So what do you want people to know about Mobay Beignet? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, we have been open a year. We had we celebrated our year anniversary uh, last weekend, and um, we're still... People still don't know about us here. We still want to try to get our name out there, and um, it's beignets are for everybody. Everybody's welcome here, and um, just want everybody to come try the experience. And uh, hope look forward to creating long-term customers and um, our regulars that come in. It sure is a blessing to see them as always and stuff. I usually know their orders. Yeah, man, that's as soon as they come in the door. On the other side of that too, of course, uh, you've got the beignets, but you've got coffee. It's hot, it's iced, it's frozen. You got the cafe au lait, all kinds of like teas and other stuff you guys have. Yes, here. coffees are absolutely excellent, of course. Um, we definitely have been a staple as far as in the communities with coffee. And as people figure out that we have awesome coffee, and uh, we've definitely been lattes, coming back. Lattes, lattes, everything. Buttercream blondie is my personal favorite. I, I love it that they're cooked fresh. You, you order them, fresh. you order them, order. They're, they're dropped in the grease right there. That That's what I love that's about correct. it. You can't get away from the powdered sugar, though. It's like everywhere. It's on you, you the, it's on the it on windscreens, the on the microphones. It's on uh, Luke's shirt. It, it, there's an art it's to everywhere. eating beignets. You don't breathe in or out as you're <laughs> no, taking. No, I you wouldn't just do that. No. Cut oxygen circulation off as you take no, a bite. I wouldn't do that a bit. No, no. Uh, you guys are open seven days a week, six days a week? Seven days a week. Really? So you don't have a day off? No, sir. What day is it Cliff comes up mostly? Saturdays, Sundays, or Saturdays and Sundays? I was, I was here this past Sunday. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Oh, that's a good before, thing. Yeah. Before church. Before church. That's a really good You're talking idea. about a day off. I mean, he's Jody Lott's his father-in-law. He never has yeah. a day off. Where is the mayor? I would have thought the, the mayor, mayor the mayor. Yeah, the mayor had other things going on. I actually talked to the mayor today. We were talking about, and Cliff can talk about this a little later, uh, about the Alabama baseball situation, and mm-hmm. Jody and I were discussing that. But, yeah, he had, he had to go somewhere today. That's why he's not here. All right, the details aren't out, but Cliff is a former college <laughs> baseball player. It's pretty shocking stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a huge story and uh, one that I, I'm certainly interested in, in hearing more details. I think there's got to be more to come out about the, this this whole scandal. But um, you know, really, just a sad a sad day yeah. for for college baseball, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and in case listeners may not be aware, the Alabama baseball coach was dismissed this morning amid gambling allegations. Stunning, really. Yeah, and, and I don't want to speculate. I don't. I don't right, you know, right. there, there's still a lot of details that have to come out. Um, but look, you're talking about a team that's in the middle of, of a you know a postseason run, and, and they got Vandy this weekend, and it's going to have huge implications on their postseason, whether they get into the, that regional yeah. or not. Breaking news from Kendall Rogers on Twitter, D1 Baseball sources: the gambling situation with Alabama baseball is not believed to include any players on the Tides roster. It also appears the investigation is very much focused on Brad Bohannon, who was dismissed this morning. There you go. Wowzer. Cliff, let me ask you this. I heard, I heard, this is kind of another subject, but I heard Kendall Rogers say this yesterday about the firing of the pitching coach at Mississippi State. And he said, he was talking about the man, said he is a good coach, and sometimes situations just don't work out. But he made an interesting point. He goes, 
Three weeks left in the season. Mississippi State very likely not going to make the postseason. What in the world are you doing firing your pitching coach instead of waiting until the end of the season? Yeah, I, 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 it is odd timing. It, it, it's certainly um, an interesting timing as well. And, and you know, again, I, I'm not not one to speculate on what may or may not have happened up there. But um, be interested to see how that, that folds out for sure. I know that's something that uh, certainly on the attention of, of all of all Southern Miss fans as well. Yeah, you got any thoughts about that? Look, I, Coach Oz would would be my first phone call. If I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it. He he's become a friend of ours, and, and Jason Baker and I's, and we talk to him a lot. And certainly have not had that conversation at all, none whatsoever. But um, I mean, obviously his his name is one that's going to continue to come up for any open we positions. Can, we can talk more about this um, in, in next segment as well. But you know how it how it impacts Southern Miss. Um, obviously, you 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 think that with. The teams that reached out, particularly, you know, all the, the rumors are with LSU reaching out to, to Oz last year. You know, he's. It looks like he's will be the next skipper. Whenever uh, Scott Barry may may call it, a, you, you don't know what's going to happen. But I mean, I think that would probably be all of Southern Miss fans' number one choice for that. And uh, so, yeah, you begin to you begin to, to wonder um, if other teams reach out to him, particularly though, because he's he has lived and coached a long time in the state of Mississippi, and that that means something. So, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what it is and and what happens. I, kn- I know that um, my first phone call may be mixing that strawberry and that buttercream. <laughs> How was it? Evaluate that as a champion. There it is, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. I, I've laid the, uh, the was it strawberry down. shortcake. Like? Strawberry shortcake fits for right. Real, All right. How long is the strawberry going to be here, Ron? Hopefully all summer. You should keep it. It should be a permanent. I would, l- thing. I would definitely love to keep it. It's for it, sure. It, How often fun. do they do they swap them out? Every month. Every month. Okay. Yeah. And what are, what are some Strawberry other ones with the you, exception? You guys have had blackberry. Blackberry. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. We have apple pie. Those apple yeah, pie. Yeah, apple gingerbread. Pie. You do the blackberry. Gingerbread. You had a king cake, right? King, king, yeah. king cake. The cream cheese, Mardi Gras cream Cliff cheese. What was your favorite those. one, Cliff? I, I told you, I'm just a beignet, and give me give me fried bread and and powdered sugar all day. <laughs> I don't need a sauce. I don't need a sauce. All day. All day. I really got to try. I just ordered 16 of them. Right at Midtown. Forest General's right behind us. Cardiologists love people like you, but (laughs) there's no doubt about that. (laughs) That's another good thing. The hospital's just right down the road. That's right. Ryan, thank you for having us here. Thank you all very much. We really appreciate your sponsorship of our show. And you're a good friend of ours. All right, we've got another baseball pitcher that's about to join us. Go to the Beignet store and all the star pitchers show up. All the star guys show up. We'll be right back. More Eagle Hour after this. Southern Miss to the top. 
All right, welcome back. We're at Bo PJ in Midtown, not in the Southern Bank Corps studio, but whenever we go on location, we try to bring Southern Bank Corps with us. He's here. Daniel Stewart is here, here along with Cliff Russell. We've got two former baseball stars for the Golden Eagles here at the Mobe Beignet. Luke has officially finished off the beignets that they offered up to us. Yeah, I finished them. You did get a couple. I got a couple with the strawberry. It was very, really my lunch. You ever eaten here? A couple times, yeah. Like it's it. good and love it. That yeah. buttercream dipping sauce is yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing. You know, some people like straight whiskey. Cliff likes straight beignets. So uh, <laughs> count, count me in for whiskey too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great to have you guys. You yeah, guys played ball you. together. Tell us about that. Yeah, we did. So Cliff was a freshman in my senior year. We had a couple other good freshman guys come in. Matt Shepard, Jared Hoffbier. So. You know, no, they weren't any good. Oh yeah, they were. They were okay. No, really good. Uh, you know, we had a junior year. We were really expected to do well. Kind of fell flat. Come back my senior year. These guys come in. We had a much better uh, senior year, which would have been 2002. Then 2003, these guys just took off, and there were know, na- names on that roster like King and oh, Cook yeah. and oh yeah, Jeff people. people, Clint King, you know, Shea Douglas. He well, transferred, but man, Brent Leach was a bum back in the day. You never thought he was going to go to the pros, right? <laughs> never. He's a, a good friend, years, but Brent is a great guy, and really, did he came out of nowhere and just blossomed? He did. So, and I'm not just saying this because Daniel's sitting here. The the leadership of that that class, I think, you know, everybody talks about the 2003 team and the 2004, and that kind of that started the trend for for the success you're seeing now. But you know what the the leadership that Daniel had and Charlie Rogers and Stephen Castleman and the Cook and the Kings and, and Shea Douglas that set the foundation uh, of of what you're still seeing today, in my opinion. There's so much talent on this program. There really is. Has there not been, though? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you look at the names that have come through over the years. You know, Brian Dozier probably sits at the top of that list, but Matt Walner, you know, you start looking back, and, man, we've had some talent that's come through here. Let me ask both of you guys this question, because from a fan perspective, this is what is so frustrating. Last year is a great example. But you can go back. I mean, you can go back to Walner. You can go back to Taylor Braley. You can just go Mm -hmm. back and back and back. To kids that left with eligibility left to play because they chased that dream, you ever stop and think back if if some of those players had stayed another year, the whole history of the program might be different. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think so. But at the same time, we know those guys and we know where their, their hearts are. And hearts are always with the team. So you really can't blame them for taking that next step when they've got the opportunity no, to do so. No. So, you know, there's never any hard feelings, but it does oh, make no, you no, wonder, no, no, no. you know, what would have been. Though, what, what, how yeah. good would the team have been yeah. if those guys had hung around another yeah. year? You know? We had got him Anthony Ross and a roommate of mine, great lefty pitcher, left after his junior year, did well in the in the, uh-huh. in the minors, but kind of makes you wonder, hey, how what yeah. would we have done that? But, Cliff, is it years? fair to say those, those, those guys are, are – they're really going after a dream that they've had their whole lives and they have one shot at it. Yeah, look, absolutely. When you when you start playing baseball nine years old, that, that's your dream, right? That's every kid's dream in the backyard is is playing professional baseball and you know, if you're given that opportunity, you, you, you take it in the right the right opportunity, right? And and those guys I mean the, the, the major league baseball draft is, is so unique in that the leverage you, when you have it, you gotta take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, we're seeing it this year. I mean you, you talk right. about the, the five arms that left early last year out of that mm-hmm. bullpen and then what if you had them? Sure, you can do that all day. But I'm telling you right now that that to me 
just speaks volumes and it, it helps with recruiting and you can show your these recruits hey you come in uh, and improve over these three years you'll have a chance to play professional I think baseball that's right. right that's part of recruiting too sure absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I said this the other night to my wife you guys tell me if i'm wrong this may not be the most talented team we've had, but, boy, this is a gritty bunch of kids, and you admire their grit and their never-give-up attitude. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we kind of hit a little low spot, kind of felt like, during the middle of the year, and they fought through some struggles. And, man, it seems like we're really starting to get hot at the right time. So uh, a lot of grit, a lot of fight. Professional opinion. Does anybody knew what, know what uh, Danny Lynch is doing uh, before uh, the yeah, ball can, Cliff, can leaves? you analyze that for us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I make my kids turn away. And <laughs> Just something different. We, we were just uh, like we said, there's, mating there's no telling what he's gonna what he's gonna <laughs> cook up for uh, Louisiana. Whatever yeah. works, whatever works. When Louisiana and, and, comes and, at the end of the season, yeah. there's no telling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw a meme the other day said he had signed a contract with the Chippendales for when he finishes playing. <laughs> he reminds me of a Ryan Klesko that used to play for the Braves yeah. way back. He, you know, Klesko didn't yeah. squat quite so much, but kind of had a weird little pre-dance. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's really funny. Ritual. It's like, you know. Right when, right before the pitcher releases, he looks like a normal batter. I mean, it's just like everything leading up to it. One thing we know, we're not going to be able to replace that personality. <laughs> that is a huge personality. Well, I, I, I'd heard Coach Oz told us, actually, that I think he is sticking around and will be the GA moving forward in yeah. the next couple of years. So, you know, it just, uh, it'd be huge to keep him around this, around this program. Let me tell you an interesting thing I learned the other night talking to his father. Gabe Montenegro. Is now playing intramural softball, and the first time they showed up, the other team protested. They said, "Wait a minute, Gabe Montenegro can't play on your softball." So funny story on the broadcast the other day, and the 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 camera guys, the producer Lee Field, had no idea Gabe Montenegro was on that field back there. However, Jason Baker had done his homework and had had he knew that Gabe Montenegro was playing back there, and so when they told us in our headset, they said, "Hey." We've got a cool shot behind us of a intramural softball game. Baker knew. He said, Gabe Montenegro is going to be on that field, and we're going to call him out for because it. Because Momo, uh, his dad on Twitter, he said, sorry, Eagles, I had to go next door, and he's out there. He did. He, he was sitting with us, and he left. <laughs> he that was just third awesome. inning to go Gabe, watch Because Gabe, Gabe dropped a bomb. He said he well, hit three. Think? I think three home runs. That's what the little stat line said. Yeah. <laughs> Can you blame the other team? Wait a minute. That's Gabe Montenegro. He can't play on the softball. We, we do want to talk about this weekend, uh, Cliff. Uh, Eagles now with nine games left. I mean, you rattle off, you put another seven or eight up here and win, you know, three in the conference tournament, you're at 42, you know, and, and you're looking at a high two seed or you may, depending on what happens, you know, you could be back in it. What 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 makes you feel good about this weekend? And uh, but but South Al five out of the five series in a row they've won. Yeah, the South Alabama look they're they're kind of a uh, two different seasons, right? Their first twenty games and their last twenty. They they they've really kind of figured this thing out, and they they've battled injuries. And uh, I think we talked to Coach Calvi this morning, and what he said is, hey, our our team is seventy percent brand new coming into this season, and he said it, it took us a while to get it figured out, but I, I think they're certainly playing their best baseball right now. But mm. um, I, I love the way that, that obviously the offense has, has figured something out. They're clicking, and I, I think it's nothing more than, than just confidence. And 
uh, you're seeing really one through nine. And look, the the last three or four games, Slade Wilkes really, you know, last weekend right. he, he kind of struggled as, as compared to what he's done the rest of the season. But the rest of the lineup picked him up. That that four through nine, and then Sunday and what they did, and then and but for me, it's, it starts with Edsel and Dickerson at the top, the table setters, and then uh, obviously the guys after them to drive them in. But yeah, Sargent's um, picked it up. A yeah, he has. No, I, do, you, do you think they're being more aggressive in pitch counts? They're swinging it. At- I, look, I look. You can you can look at the approach all you want. I, I who knows? I, I don't I don't think that's by design. I'm being honest. I, I just think it's. I think it's just confidence, in my opinion, and and you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe there is some type of uh, an, a change in approach, maybe possibly. But um, I do love the way, obviously, Tanner Hall did what he did last weekend, and, and if he throws like that, then you know Friday nights are just going to be sailing from this point. But you guys are both pitchers. He's magic to watch when he's. In the oh, zone, yeah. like Friday he, night, he, yeah. he's playing chess when everybody else. When he when he's on like that, it is he. And I, I told Jason Baker off. I was like, he he hits another level, and it, it's just it is special. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah. They they announced the uh, the rotation. Uh, Matty Ice will be going again on uh, on Sunday. Um, is the plan like just trying to? Let him eat up some innings on Sunday. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's at a place where he's not going to do like six or seven innings. No, I think they're going to probably work him back into that. I, my understanding is they like him just better as a starter than out of the pen. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you'll let him go as long as he's having that success. I would think probably 60, 65, 70 pitches max right now, and then kind of work him into that for the postseason. But I tell you what, you know, specifically we're done with midweek games now, so you kind of have that that full deck that that eyes can play with 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 Maza and. Armistead, but mm-hmm. Justin Storm on the back end. Yeah, I was going to ask him all that. Man. He is, he is. What, what's different in him? I year? don't know, to, to be honest. I, and, I mean, he, he his leverage from that 6-7 frame and the way he throws downhill is, yeah. uh, he, he has been unhittable his last couple outings. He's been really, really good. Daniel, South Alabama, where are you? <laughs> Always. They worry. Always. You know, we talk about our team being gritty. Those guys, I mean, gosh, since Cliff and I played 20 years ago, Gritty, gritty, yeah. gritty. Always. They worried me and beignet and Let me make a, let me make <laughs> a prediction, guys. That'll be our opening opponent in the Sun Belt tournament, South Alabama. Probably. I think we could go to China and play in a tournament, <laughs> and South Alabama would be who we and Look, don't let that record fool you. Uh, they got they got some really good no, arms. Yeah. They they're, they're actually their Sunday Scott, their Sunday guy really probably has their their best stuff. They've won their last five Sundays, and uh, he, he's a big time arm. And then they've got a guy that can hit triple digits on the back end of that bullpen. Here's what they're and and for them. They're still in the Sunbelt tournament. This is new for us. Only the top ten teams make the tournament. They're at 11 and 10. If they get swept this weekend and somebody sweeps, they're in that bottom four. That's so, what I mean, they're hoping for. They're playing against their yes. – they're playing against their, with their backs to the wall too. Can we play Marshall on the opening Is that possible? <laughs> Not on the schedule. <laughs> we'll be back with Daniel Stewart, Cliff Russell, Mo Bay Beignet. That's where the Super Talk Eagle Hour is this afternoon. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Am I missing one, Luke? Audible. Audible. Or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Everybody but Kelly. He Everybody says that but she Kelly. doesn't respond when he speaks to her, which is the case with any time Kelly speaks to a female. <laughs> Daniel Stewart uh, is with us uh, from Southern Bank Corps. And, Daniel, before we get to, back to the weekend, just a brief reminder of what a great bank you work for. Yeah, we uh, we are not – the people are not new to Hattiesburg, but our bank is. We've been here almost three years. Uh, we're out of Little Rock, Arkansas. But uh, the beautiful thing about our bank is – you know, it doesn't matter where they're out of, they want us to plug into our community, and it's purposeful for us to be across from University of Southern Mississippi Gates. So we always want to support the university. We want to support this community any way we can. Challenging times a little bit now with interest rates, but, you know, that's when you need some trusted people to Raised talk them to. again yesterday, didn't Raised it? them again yesterday. So, yeah. um, you know, who knows what the future holds, but, you know, if you'd like some advice or some questions, reach out to us anytime. We'd love to help. All right, let's get, let's get the skinny from both of you guys. We're going to start with you. Cliff, analyze the weekend. What do the Golden Eagles have to do to win it? Uh, well, of course, Stu and I are both former pitchers, so I'm just a firm believer in it. It starts on that mound. It starts on that bump. and yeah, I, I love the way they're throwing right now. I really do. I like yeah. I like this lineup with uh, Tanner, Billy, and, and Maddie, Maddie Adams. And uh, I like the ability to use a Nico Mazza and a Will Armistead where needed and when needed, and, and we just mentioned it. But I, I love the way Justin Storm is, is throwing right now. And um, I, I'll, I'll, I certainly like the, the Eagles' chances going into the weekend. All yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of like there's not a midweek game, so, hey, all hands are on deck. But um, to that point, yeah, it's going to take pitching, but our guys have to keep swinging it as well. Uh, we've got to put some runs up. You've been watching him. Will Armistead, man, he, he has been phenomenal. Uh, seven strikeouts uh, the other night. What's so special about that slider he throws? Hey, man, I, I asked myself the same thing, Luke, but he, he A, he throws it for strikes, and he, he does it in any count. If you if you watch the way they call pitches and the way they pitch, they, they kind of they have a tendency to pitch backwards, specifically in straight hitters counts. And that yes, that takes Coach Oz to make that call, but it also takes the pitcher to execute mm-hmm. and make the pitch. And they've done it and they do it consistently. Um, but but Will Armstead just he throws strikes, Luke, and that that's what uh, has made him so good as he gets ahead in the count, gets in pitchers counts. Uh, and then puts people away with that that good tight slider. And the benefit of that, if you remember last year, Dalton Rogers was one of those guys <clears throat> that could come in and eat up three innings. With Adams back now, you've got in conference play going on out. You have both Armistead and Mazo who have the ability to go five innings in in relief if they need to. I mean that's huge. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, getting these guys in there and uh, you know if they need to go three or four innings, you got the arms to do it. So. Um, like I said, stay ahead and count, throw strikes. Um, we got everybody, you know, we need to get it done. Look, I, we haven't even mentioned Nick Monastery and, and what he's done on the, on the mound. And the way he threw, I forget who it was against, maybe LaTeX last week. Mm-hmm. And then when he came in and closed it out, I mean, if you're Oz, you, you got to get him back in there at some point, right? He, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's thrown too good as of late. To, and it just gives you another option. We haven't mentioned Cross Sibley. Yeah, no, right. right. He, yep. he, Who's been, who's been your number one reliever 
in uh, yeah. in in relief, not not closing out with with Storm. Yeah, I mean, it stinks to lose Middleton, um, but there's been other guys that that have come in with with the ability, and you know, Rhodes has kind of moved towards a situational guy. Get it, get one or two guys out, but but you've seen that staff develop, and now you feel a whole lot more confident. Well, I, I think what you're seeing, Luke, is you just said it developed, and they're they're they've had now three quarters of the season to kind of get their feet wet. And look, you got to remember there there were just so many unknowns coming into this season really none of these guys had, had pitched you know outside of tanner out mm-hmm. in, in the division one level and so uh, now they're they're starting to develop they're starting to figure that out and and what it takes to throw at this level nine games left uh, daniel before we uh, go to montgomery eagles have to win seven of the nine you think to uh stay in the uh, regional talk? Yeah, I think so. And I think we're going to do that. You know, we are talking earlier, it's probably going to take winning the conference to have that automatic bid. But um, yeah, I think Southern Miss is a respected national team now. You know, we're always going to be in that conversation. So, um, you know, we're going to be right there when it comes to And I contend this, guys. I think the NCAA would love to have a regional in Mississippi. After the regional last year. Because they yeah. know they're going to they know they're Because there's not going to be one. We're, we're the only Correct. person in, right. in that. Correct. Say that again. That's, that sounded good. Say that again. <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably going to be the only postseason team in the state of Mississippi. What about Mississippi? the two schools from up north? They're not going to make it? These uh, these beignets are really good today. Here at, <laughs> we'll comment on that, Daniel? Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably thinking probably no comment. These are customers uh, out there. I was about to say, not, not, not close to the official no, analyst. Yeah, no question. Three great baseball programs in Mississippi. Well, There's no question. I mean, gosh, you know, state wins national championship two years ago, Ole Miss yeah, last I mean, year. You know, those, those fan bases and those teams can't be complaining too much right now. No, we have great baseball they, in Mississippi. To the fans. Do. The fans, they do. get out they to the Pete this weekend, please. Get out to the Pete. The fans need to get out there. That's right. Let's support our beloved Golden Eagles. Uh, the, the table is much cleaner here because Sander was not here today. hundred uh, percent. And we want to thank Bo Bay for having us down here. Great place to come enjoy a wonderful dessert and some great coffee. So thanks to you two guys, man. Y'all made it a lot. Thank of fun. y'all. Thanks for having us. All right, Luke and I'll be in Collins tomorrow. We've moved the remote to Woolwine Ford because of pending weather, but we'll be there for the Okatoma River Festival. And until then, Southern Miss. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.